0: Phil Moran, pastor at Christ Presbyterian Church, and Jonathan Van Hugan, pastor at Spring United Reformed Church. Now, if you'd like to find out more about us or catch past broadcasts or get information about our annual conference, you can find us at ReformationVoice.com. All right, welcome back to the show today. We are still, I hope you guys are not getting bored because we're having a lot of fun. Going through the State of Theology, uh, which is a survey that Ligonier Ministries put on. You can find this survey at stateoftheology.com. You can take the survey yourself. You can create a group survey, send it to your church, send it to your family. We are on question 23 today, and I think this is going to be a really quick answer. Churches must provide entertaining worship services if they want to be effective. Mm-hmm. Yes, absolutely. So let's move to the next question. Yeah. You know what
1: I was thinking? It would be a great idea if we—that did— that was a joke. Hopefully, people caught that, that was they a didn't joke. Catch that. No. They didn't. If we did a conference on worship, yes, that would be excellent. That would be helpful. And we can, if, and we could invite Robert
0: Godfrey, yeah. and Terry Johnson. Yeah, that would be a good idea. We should do it. All right, let's I'd, do it. I think we could we we can, uh, we
2: can pro- get it in in November. I
0: think
1: so. Yeah. 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 <laughs> That's the plug for the Reformation. Yes, conference. it is. Yeah, And there'll be wonderful resources and teaching on worship, which we, as a group of individuals, believe is a subject area which the modern church can use a little bit of help. And this question is an indication of that. So how many people agreed with that, that churches must provide entertaining worship service if they want to be effective? Do
0: you want the sarcastic answer or the real answer? The
1: real one. Or both. I'll take both.
0: Sarcastically, of course, because that's the American way. Uh, Real answer, No. What was was the the state of theology? Oh, uh, sorry. I thought you were asking what (laughs) my opinion was, because everybody knows my opinion is the most important one in the room. Uh, It is 26% of evangelicals believe that churches must provide entertaining worship services if they want to be effective.
3: Hmm.
2: That's you know I mean that's that's a small number of evangelicals so that I think their I think their practice is is I think their their heart is in the right place and and uh, you know and maybe that's just a reflection on what they think their own church is doing sure sure Um, but I do think that I I think that you know as pastors we also know that uh, we do a great deal of work in presenting our our messages so that we uh, in some ways are ministering to a mixed multitude of people when we're talking about mixed I mean we've got we've got children we've got seniors we've got you know people in every grade level we, you know and so we're speaking to them and so we're you know and there are times when we're putting the cookies on the bottom shelf for somebody or we're, there are other times when we're speaking to somebody that may have a PhD in our congregation that is looking for something, uh, you know, uh, uh, you know, some deeper reasons for what they believe. But at the same time, we're always trying not to be, in one sense, boring. You know, I, somebody said it's a sin to be boring when you're preaching about God. And I think that there's, you know, there's enough about God and his word that really pulls out uh, the wonder and the amazement and even in our in our preaching that there's that preaching is the word of god through the passion of the pastor mm-hmm. and and it's hard to speak impassionately about god so i think that we're not talking about entertaining we're talking about capturing the mind and heart of people
3: sure sure and i know that my brothers here in, in the studio will agree with me that we want everything we do in worship to be the best quality that we can offer, mm-hmm. whether it's the music or, or any of the readings of scripture and, and, and the preaching. We want to offer our best because mm-hmm. we want to give our best to God. So it's mm-hmm. not some kind of a slapdash thing that we just throw, throw together. The key word in this survey is, is entertainment. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. And, um, no, uh, we're, we're not going to worship to be entertained. And the problem with falling into, you know, if you, if you want to go that way with worship and the trap there is that the world is always going to offer better entertainment than we can. Mm-hmm.
2: But the, the uh, I think it was A.W. Tozer that made a, uh, th- and we're talking, he was speaking prophetically back in the 60s about Entertaining goats or feeding sheep, and yes. that, you know, and when he's speaking about the goats and the sheep, he's referring to that final day in which you know um, the Lord makes a distinction and welcomes his sheep into his heavenly kingdom, where you know the goats are
0: separated toward destruction. Yeah, I think it's a great point because I think it begs the question: What is the purpose of the church? Is the purpose of the church? And I, I don't want to create a false dilemma, um, but is the church, purpose of the church to minister to the saints or is it to minister to the lost? On that subject, we're, we're told in scripture that
2: spiritual things are spiritually discerned. So yes, when the lost come in, they ought to recognize that God is in this place, yep. they may not understand everything that do you understand what's going on here? Uh, we might have the opportunity like philip the uh, Philip did with the eunuch. Uh, you know do you understand what you're reading and be able to explain to them, but they ought to understand that there's something different taking place there, and so if spiritual things are spiritually discerned, you can't just simply mark it to the world and have the world come, and automatically they understand. You know the things of God. So, I, you know, I think when I read this, churches must provide entertaining worship. I think of those churches that are, you know, it's, you know, they've they've got the fog machine and they've got the, you know, they've got the band, they've got everything else up there. I, I would
1: kind of like up uh, some walk-up music. When <laughs> that's, I... that's right. <laughs> uh, you, you want some of that? Uh, yeah. Kinda,
2: you know, yeah, and and I and I think that. That's, you know, there is an element where people think that they have to provide that. You know, but where people get on is usually where they stay. Sure. If they got on with that, you're going to have to feed that to them in order for to keep them around.
1: Because my my better half across the table are not quoting their own confessions on this. I think the Westminster Confession of Faith article 21 is extremely mm-hmm. helpful on this. Yep. It's on religious worship. The first chapter or article was says... Was a rebuke?
0: Was he rebuking us? I think so.
1: That kind of sounded like some <laughs> Dutch
0: self-righteousness there. It was.
1: <laughs> it says, but the acceptable way of worshiping the true God is instituted by himself and so limited by his own revealed will that he may not be worshiped according to the imagination and devices of men. Mm. So helpful back in the 1600s when it was written, still... Ex- uh, profound today but then the next one says religious worship is to be given to god the father the son and the holy ghost and to him alone not to angels saints or any other creature and and since the fall not without a mediator i I think it's so important to remember who is our worship directed towards Mm -hmm. and i think the 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 nemesis of the church today is that we think worship is directed to the people in the pew yeah that somehow we're catering to their felt needs and to make them feel better, and somehow that what we're doing on a Sunday is about them, and 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 worship is not about any of us. It's about God. Yeah. And the incredible reality is that when we worship God according to His Word, we get the blessing. Amen. Mm-hmm. But if we mm-hmm. make ourselves the target, yeah, then we forfeit the blessing of worship. Yeah. Um. Yeah, so this, can, I, can I kind of put on that
0: real sure. quick? So like churches must provide entertaining worship services if they want to be effective. That's the question we're going over. We disagree with that. But don't hear us saying, and we think churches should be therefore boring and joyless. And no mm-hmm. I think being with the saints on the Lord's Day is the most exhilarating experience on the planet. For me, it's better than intimacy it's better than just even friendship by itself like those things are great things and i wouldn't want to give them up but if i had if i had only one thing that i could hold on to in this planet it would be worshiping with the saints on the lord's day Uh Uh, you know one of the things that defines
2: quote unquote reformed worship is that it's regulated according to the word of god there that you know what what is discerned from Scripture and what is explicitly commanded in Scripture, those are the things that we're supposed to do in worship. And there's this there's this interesting story that takes place in the book of Leviticus about uh, Nadab and Abihu, who were sons of Aaron. It says, now Nadab and Abihu, the sons of Aaron, each took his censer and put fire in it and laid incense on it and offered unauthorized fire before the Lord. What made it unauthorized? Well, it was something that was not commanded or explicitly discerned from God's word that this is what you do in worship. This is unauthorized fire before the Lord, which he had not commanded, and fire came out from before the Lord and consumed them, and they died before the Lord. Their assumptions about what should take place in worship were not worthy of the Lord who actually directed worship according to his own desires. Mm-hmm.
3: I want to pick up on something uh, Russ said earlier uh, about confusion of, over who the audience is. There's, there's an old analogy. I've heard it attributed to Soren Kierkegaard, um, but, but I won't uh, guarantee that, the accuracy of that. But uh, the analogy is that very many Christians, when they go into church, they think of it this way, that the, the congregation is the audience— the musicians and, and, the, and the preacher up front are the actors, and God is the invisible prompter who is whispering into the ears of the, uh, of the performers up front, the musicians and the preacher. And uh, Kierkegaard said, That's, that is all wrong. No, but let's continue the analogy of, of, of a play. The congregation are the performers. They are the ones who are offering something. The congregation are the active performers. The pastor and the musicians are the prompters who kind of keep direct things to keep it going. And God is the audience. Mm -hmm. Now, all of a sudden, you look at it from that perspective, wow, that changes everything. Mm -hmm. I'm I'm not going in... I'm not going in on to worship on Sunday morning to watch a religious program, to watch a religious show and wonder whether or not it's going to move me. And then when it's done, I'll evaluate it on the basis of, well, d- did that really entertain me? No. When you go to worship, you're offering yourself in worship to God. You, you are an active worshiper and performing Your your sacrificial worship before the Lord for His glory. Mm -hmm.
1: There are two psalms that I think are helpful in this. I mean, it's going back to the idea that worship isn't boring. It's not. It's not um, something that doesn't have life. Um, Psalm 16 says that in your presence, talking about God, there's fullness of joy. At your right hand are pleasures forevermore. We go to church to be in the presence of God. And, and Psalm 84 says, How lovely is your dwelling place, O Lord of hosts! My my soul longs, yes, faints for the courts of the Lord. My heart and flesh sing for joy to the living God. The, the idea is we're going to God's house to be in God's presence. And the psalmist will eventually say, I'd rather be a doorkeeper in the, in the courts of the Lord than... than... Enjoy the tents of sins for a season. Yeah. yeah. I mean, we go to church to worship. And the, the reality is, as we worship, as we're, we come into the, the the presence of God, and Calvin would say, it's we go up into the heavenlies in, in, in worship, it's there that our souls are fed, that we experience joy, that we get life. And so when we make the worship what it ought to be, we are actually the beneficiary
3: of all of that. Amen. <laughs>